Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Salut tout le monde. Hey everybody, Marc Dumont here with you after that game. Okay, the Habs lost, but you're you're all happy, right? You won. You're looking for the draft. You had got a couple goals here and there. We saw some some fun stuff from Nick Suzuki, second year in a row, 20 goals. So on that note, it was a good game, right? Good game for the loss. I know you're all getting nervous about the lottery. So let's hope that uh, Kuzmenko has some more uh, magic in his stick for the Vancouver Canucks. But in the meantime, we have a really, 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 I'm, I'm excited about this one. Uh, really great show tonight. We have a, 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 a one of the most exciting prospects of the Montreal Canadiens and actually just one of the smartest guys that I've met around in and around hockey. Uh, it's not that hard to look smart near me, but obviously it's a cerebral player. He brings that to the ice. So we're going to bring in Owen Beck, Montreal Canadiens prospect and... 2023 World Junior Gold Medalists call-up. And then we're going to talk about other call-ups. It's going to be fun. I want to give a shout-out to everyone in the chat. Uh, salut, Noel. Hey, James. James is back. How's it going, James? And we got Daffy Prod here, Steve Easter. We're going to get to all your questions. So if you have any questions for Owen, go ahead and put those in the chat. We're going to stay respectful as per usual. And in the meantime, let's get to a quick word from our sponsors. Want to bet? You can do it with Sports Interaction, Canada's sportsbook. Hockey season's well underway, you know that. Pitchers and catchers have reported to Dundon, so baseball's coming, and obviously, soccer leagues are in full swing. Are you going to bet for or against Arsenal? If you're an Arsenal fan like me, you know the smart money's against. Uh, you can bet pre-game, live in-play, a lot of prop bets. It's made by Canadians, for Canadians. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. Ontario only, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. All right. Sorry. I had to take a little drink of water there to get going because I'm so excited. We're going to go ahead and bring him in. Our guest, Owen Beck from the Peterborough Pete. How's it going, buddy? Really good. How are you? I can't complain because I'm getting excited looking at all these prospects. Right now, Owen, Habs fans are looking to the future and you're a big part of that future. So, you know, it's exciting to see all these guys lining up. But before we get going, and, and, and I know you're, you take things, you know, slowly, you process them well, but let's be honest here. It's been a crazy year for you, right? Okay, drafted by the Habs in Montreal, development camp, you stand out. Great at the prospect tournament in Buffalo. Earn an entry-level contract. Back to Mississauga. Called up to the World Juniors. Win a gold medal. Come back. Big trade. Play for the Habs. <laughs> back to the OHL. Gearing up for a playoff run. Owen, have you had a chance to breathe in the last eight months? Yeah, this uh, this year has been anything but slow. Um, <laughs> you know, it's been, uh, been really exciting. Um, you know, I, I really haven't had... Uh, a chance to process it all and all the accomplishments that have, uh, you know, come my way this past uh, eight months, as you mentioned. But, um, you know, like you said, we got uh, got a big playoff run uh, coming up here. And, you know, I want to um, focus on that before I, uh, you know, take a step back and uh, and look at everything that uh, I've achieved this uh, this year. Well, we know, and that's obviously we want to thank you for taking time in the middle of your season. Now, it's, it was one of the rare times where you weren't playing on a Saturday and we're going to get to the fan question. So everyone that has questions for Owen, go ahead and put those in the chat. But before we get going, me and Owen were talking about this before we went live on air about a certain scout. So we're going to have to give a shout out to, to Lauren Kelly, right? Right. Owen, she was the first one that, that called it that you were going to be a great player, right? 
Yeah, no, I remember um, kind of perusing Twitter uh, last year and, um, you know, I, I definitely saw uh, <clears throat> Lauren's name pop up quite a bit, uh, you know, in relation to my name. And, uh, you know, she was always a, a very big supporter of mine. And, uh, you know, I think um, we have a we have a pretty decent relationship now, uh, you know, with uh, with all the support she's given me. And, um, you know, I just uh, obviously really appreciate that. And um, yeah, so uh, definitely a shout out to uh, to Lauren Kelly. Yeah, Lauren is. Yeah, absolutely. And she's a friend of the show. So we, we, we wanted to get her on right now. She's busy. So unfortunately, you know, we couldn't get her on. But, okay, we're going to go right into the questions because, Owen, they're a big fan of you and what you've done. Hey, it's been incredible. You made your NHL debut. How was that? Like, before we get to the questions, how was that? Like, what, did you have time to actually figure out what you were doing or did you just kind of go with emotion? Yeah, no, I remember uh, I remember my GM and, uh, and my head coach in Peterborough calling me into their office after a video session, uh, you know, um, what would it be the Friday morning? Mm -hmm. um, I remember, you know, they were telling me uh, you're going to be playing in your first NHL game the very next day. And, um, you know, I was over the moon. I was super excited. Right. Uh, then I remember you know, jumping out uh, to a morning skate, just a quick little practice, uh, got the legs moving. And then I was uh, back, back to my billet house and uh, getting packed up and getting ready to go to, uh, to, Mon or to Ottawa. So it was uh, Definitely a bit of a whirlwind, uh, you know, very, very exciting, uh, very exciting time for me. And, um, you know, Montreal just really made it such a great experience with uh, with everything that was uh, done and presented to me for uh, for my first NHL game. So it was uh, quite the experience. Yeah, the Habs do know how to how to do it right. But I mean, listen, it's it's one of those rare situations that kind of came all together perfectly. And we have a question. Oh, first of all, before. Kay can't hang out with us during the, the, the whole chat. Kay is a friend of the show, so we're going to say hi to Kay, and we're hoping that she's doing great. Médéric Rachon asks, okay, question for Owen. What did you eat before your first NHL game? Because, was your, first of all, could you eat? How was your stomach? <laughs> yeah, it was all right. Um, I mean, I just uh, tried to stick to a normal routine, and um, usually I eat, like, chicken, rice, and, and yeah, some course. kind of vegetable. Yeah. Chicken and pasta. Uh, chicken and pasta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Actually, there, there may have been some pasta there. They had a really good, uh, really good selection for us. So um, I think it was like chicken, salad, pasta, and and uh, rice and a vegetable or something like Classic that. Classic so, NHL so, food. You know, yeah. Exactly. So that's who, uh, that's what it was. Who who greets you in this kind of a situation? Like who who you know? Do you just walk into the locker room and like, hey guys, I'm in the NHL now? Or how does that whole process go? From the time I think they sent a car to your house, right, and then they picked you up and they brought you there. So you get to the arena, yeah. you get to the Palladium or whatever it's called now, Scotiabank Place. What happens then? Um, yeah, so I mean, like you said, I uh, had a car pick me up, and um, you know, there was that whole story about me going out to dinner with uh, Suzuki and the guys. And um, you know, the next morning, I, I remember uh, just taking the bus to uh, uh, to the Canadian Tire Center, uh, going out for uh, for morning skate, and. Um, yeah, I mean, just when I got to the locker room, it was kind of just business as usual, just made sure everything was ready. All my, uh, all my equipment was, was prepped and, and ready for my first NHL game. So that was, uh, you know, a bit of a process just getting settled and everything in, uh, in such a short amount of time. But, um, but yeah, I was, uh, basically just, um, you know, trying to be a part of the team and, uh, and make sure I was ready to perform. Did Nick tell you anything specific during that, that supper or, you know, or was it just more of a, like, get to know the guys type of thing? Did you talk shop at all, or? 
Uh, no, not really. We kind of just got to know each other, told some stories and, um, you know, learned a little bit about each other and, and everybody who was uh, at the table there. So it was, um, you know, kind of good to get my mind off, you know, what was, uh, coming next for me the, the next day and, mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of just get to relax a little bit. So let's talk about Nick Suzuki because he seems, I mean, I, very stoic. You know, he, he's, he's about 100 years old in personality. Like, he's so calm about everything. And, and you can see on the ice, he's the type of leader that, you know, referees and coaches respect. But as a player, what's been your impression as Nick Suzuki as a leader? Because it's going to be important for him to, to, to lead this team the next, you know, two, three, four, five, ten years. So what's your impression of Nick Suzuki? Yeah, I think as a leader, he's definitely, uh, you know, got what it takes to um, to lead a successful team down the road. Um, you know, Montreal's a very young team, and um, he, he himself is very young, and, uh, you know, he's going to, um, you know, be a be a great captain going forward. As you mentioned, he's very stoic, and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I think he, uh, I think he uh, you know, earns a lot of respect from, like you said, uh, referees, um, opponents, and, and his teammates. So, um, you know, I think he's got what it takes to be a, you know, a very successful captain in the NHL. We have a question here from LT26, which is might be Ladanian Tomlinson, but I'm also might be 100 years old. That might be a terrible reference. Um, Owen, what are you looking forward to the most about playing for the Montreal Canadiens? Okay, before we start talking about the Habs, one thing we want to make it clear, Owen's still in an important race right now. There's playoffs coming up with the Peterborough Peets, so he's definitely focused on that. But we can, we can talk a little bit about the future. What, what excites you the most about playing for the Habs? Uh, you know, I think just the... Uh the whole, you know, atmosphere within the Bell Center, the history of the team, you know, um, it's, it's been such a successful franchise over, over this long history. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, just being a part of that is, uh, it's going to be super exciting. You know, I can't wait to, uh, to get into my first regular season game at the Bell Center. Um, you know, I think that atmosphere is just going to be electric and, um, there's so much, uh, love and support from the fans. It's, uh, you know, such a, such a great place to play. And, you know, I'm just really looking forward to that. You did play at the Bell Center, although it was, you know, preseason, uh, probably even a little bit more than you expected. But how was that? Because I know when you look up and you see just the history, right? And it's just it's the names, the locker room, all the all the legends adorning in the locker room. You see Jean Beliveau, Maurice Richard, uh, Patrick Roy, you know, how was that making your first start in Montreal, even though it was preseason? Yeah, I mean, um, like I mentioned, the the regular season is just you know that next step. But the preseason was uh, you know something I, I just couldn't believe the atmosphere there in the Bell Center. You know, it's such a such an amazing place to play. Um, you know, I played in uh, a couple rinks in in preseason, and um, by far Montreal, uh, like the Bell Center, just takes the cake with uh, as being the best best place to play. You know, the fans are right, right. on top of you. You, um, you know, it's just it's such an amazing atmosphere and. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was unbelievable. Um, it was what know, a red and white game. Play. I think that sold out. Yeah, that would have been my, my first time in the bell center. Um, <laughs> it, that was unbelievable that, uh, you know, 21,000 fans, uh, coming out to see the prospects and, right. um, you know, to see that game. And that was, uh, that was such a cool experience. Um, you know, and, uh, and then, yeah, like, uh, like I said, getting into preseason, you know, um, as opposed to when the fans are cheering for both teams, when, when all the love's on one side, it's, uh, it's just that much cooler. So, um, yeah, it was uh, such an amazing place to play. We were, we were talking with uh, um, Dave Jackson, ex-NHL referee, and we're asking him if the fans ever influenced it. And he said, not me, but, you know, that leaves it open that the fans do have an impact there. Okay, we have a shout-out from uh, a Larissa. Do you do you know a Larissa by any chance? She's just saying proud of you in the chat. Uh 
Borieski? No, it's Borietch. Either way, Larissa is proud of you. So that's, you're getting <laughs> shout outs there. Um, uh, they want to know, this is, I asked all the prospects have prospects and most of them have the right answer. And Michael Pizzetta will be angry if you give the wrong answer, but pineapple on pizza or what? Uh, yeah. Oh, no. And, uh, oh, and come on. Big Hawaiian pizza guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's been my favorite type of pizza. It is? Oh, no. Yeah, Jeez. growing up, I always, I always loved Hawaiian pizza, and and uh, you know, obviously, pineapple played a big role in that. Jeez, jeez, jeez. Okay, well, I, I guess you have more value to you than just your terrible taste buds. So we're gonna we're gonna let that one go for now. Okay, Trizak wants to know what what is the fanny down the ganny? Is that a thing in Port Hope? Is that a yeah? It is. Um, <laughs> that goes back to the Ganaraska River flooding a long time ago and that started a tradition of um, float your fanny down the Gany. so that's when uh, a bunch of uh, people from Port Hope and the surrounding area kind of build um, little rafts almost and okay. um, you know them down the Ganaraska River and uh, you know it's a pretty pretty big event um, you know I remember going out to watch it you see all the rafts go by and even sometimes you know you throw water balloons at the people on the rafts and stuff yeah it's a pretty cool uh, little Port Hope. Uh, we got to um, get in on this because the last time I was in Port Hope, I have to admit it was there was a lot of Canada geese. Are you guys still at war with the Canada geese? <laughs> uh, definitely down by the lake. Yeah, right. There's, uh, <laughs> there's Canada geese crossing the road and everything, and um, and even down by the beach and all that. So, yeah, uh, for sure. Trinka eighty three asks because I know you interviewed with a lot of teams. Um, your your agent Dan was telling me just a list, a laundry list, and obviously Toronto showed a lot of interest. <laughs> Sorry, um, did you have an interview? He uh, Trinka wants to know: Did you have an interview with Montreal pre draft, and what was it like? Yeah, so my first uh, meeting with Montreal was over Zoom. Um, oh yeah, I probably did one to two Zoom meetings. That was like earlier mid season, I'd say. Um, and they uh, they were a little intimidating. I'm not gonna lie. I, usually, when I did Zoom meetings, it was one to two people on the call, and I think Montreal had just, about six or seven. They just so. show up with a full crew. <laughs> yeah, they, they were definitely uh, covering all the bases there. Um, and then when I went to the combine, I had another interview with them. And, um, yeah, similarly, uh, you know, it was just as intimidating, if not more, with um, uh, with all the guys sitting in front of you there. And um, yeah, so it was. Uh, it, it was a tough interview to read for sure. I didn't know that Montreal had as much interest in me as I, uh, um, as they apparently did. So, um, they were, they definitely, uh, held their cards close to their chest, uh, you know, as they, um, did with the, the Slavkovsky pick and, and, um, everything else to do with the, the 2022 draft. So, did they, um, did they yeah, ask was, any of those uh, weird questions? Like the, the, if there's an anaconda outside, what do you do? And it's like, man, you, you take a brick, you break the window and you run away. Like what, you know, did they ask any of those uh, abstract questions? I, I, th I think the one that I got was what kind of if you were to be an animal like on and off the ice, what kind of animal would you be? Um, and I think I, I think I answered like a wolf, just kind of you know um, doing my part to kind of you know working a team, um, yeah, all right, yeah, working a team, be the best I can for the pack, kind of thing. Smart, um, smart. I like that because yeah. everyone says lion, but the lions are the most lazy animals in the world. That's a bad answer. You don't want lions, and and let's be honest, their skating isn't great. Because uh, do you get nervous in those questions? I'll be honest, Owen. I might not be right here, but I think they're kind of useless overall. In the big, like, there's not much you can take out of that. Even though that was a good answer, do you get nervous when those questions come, or do you just let it fly? 
Yeah, I mean, to uh, to try and come up with an answer for that kind of question on the spot is um, right. it's kind of tough and can can definitely be intimidating. Like you obviously want to say the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what they exactly get out of it. But, you know, they all they definitely have their reasons for, for asking it. So, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, something I, I guess I'll never understand. But, uh, you know, they do so. Who who knows what, but they did get great value there. Now, we were talking at one point at the beginning of the year what you wanted to accomplish this year. You said you'd you wanted to go on a Memorial Cup run with Mississauga. Obviously, there was that big trade. You're still you know very friendly with them. Now that shifts to Peterborough. Let's talk about that World Juniors because you said it would be a dream come true. Now I don't know if people know how difficult it is to crack that roster if you're not a legacy player. And by legacy player, I mean a guy that got invited to Team Canada camps forever. You, Owen, you got invited to what the selection camp this summer, and that was probably the first time Hockey Canada ever called you. Um, yeah, aside from the U17 virtual camp due to COVID, that was uh, the first <clears throat> Hockey Canada event I uh, I attended. So it's it's incredibly difficult to crack to crack that roster at that point. What were you doing when you got that call when they're like, hey, by the way, we might need you in Halifax? Like, were you sitting by the phone waiting or were you just kind of trying to not think about it? Uh, yeah, that would have been New Year's Eve. Um, and Oh, were you drinking? I, rem- <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching the game and, um, you know, I was with a couple of my teammates and uh, we-, we saw Doc go down. And so, you know, I was kind of on the phone with my agent a little bit. just texting back and forth and he said you know nothing's guaranteed but just keep your phone by you in case and um you know not much later uh you know my my gm called me and um he said uh hockey canada called me uh you know you're gonna be uh going to play for them in halifax and i just couldn't believe him um you know i was i was super excited and um and then you know to uh to make it all real uh james boyd called me not long after that as well and and told me that uh you know what what uh jr was telling me was true and um, you know, I was going to be on the next flight out to Halifax the, the very next morning. So, um, you know, I didn't get a lot of sleep that night, but, um, you know, I was more than excited to uh, to get out to Halifax and, and uh, represent my country. Winning a gold medal, sitting there with your with the flag going up, like what's going through your mind at that point when you're you're getting, you know, and you're, you're surrounded by all these great players, national anthems going, what's going through your head? Yeah, I mean, it was just such a crazy feeling, you know, it's something that uh, <clears throat> you dream about as a kid and for, for you to be there and standing on the ice and mm-hmm. with a gold medal around your neck and watching the uh, the flag being um, risen with uh, with the national anthem is, is unbelievable and, um, you know, truly a dream come true. Um, you know, I, I was actually at the uh, 2018 World Juniors when uh, they won it in Buffalo and, um, mm-hmm. you know, I remember... Yeah, I was I was watching. Uh, I was in the stands there when they beat Sweden, and um, you know I remember watching that exact same ceremony. And you know, just uh, for that to to happen to me, you know, uh, five years later is uh, is is pretty uh, pretty crazy. So um, yeah, it was uh, it's definitely almost um, inexplicable. Uh, you know what the what the feeling was like, but just uh, you know just a dream come true. And that was such a good team because they were getting, you know, I, I know everyone was talking about Connor Bedal, who's, who's, he's okay. Like, he's okay at hockey, but <laughs> there was talent throughout that team, right? It really felt like you guys kind of hit another level there in terms of, like, I mean, I know you were late to the mix, but how was the vibe in the locker room for Team Canada? Yeah, everybody was really just dialed in. You know, we all had a goal in mind and, and um, everybody was willing to uh, to play their role to, uh, to accomplish it. So, um, you know, nobody was uh, <clears throat> putting themselves in front of the team. And, uh, you know, that was just such a huge part of, uh, of the success of that team. And, um, you know, it's uh, all, it all worked out for the best in the end. So, um, you know, it was a really good environment uh, in the locker room. 
You told me at one point, your first impression of Martin Saint-Louis at DevCamp um, was that he's a great motivator, like you'd run through a wall for this guy. Now that you've actually been under him for a coach, like he's coached you for a game, what, what's your second impression of Martin Saint-Louis as a bench boss? Yeah, I mean, it, it stays the same from the, uh, the motivation aspect and, um, <clears throat> you know, just uh, seeing kind of the systems that he runs and um, all the knowledge that he has for the game. It, uh, it really, really shows you what, what a great hockey mind he was and, um, you know, how, how successful of a coach uh, he very well could be in the NHL. So, um, you know, I think uh, <clears throat> I think he's done a really good job in his, in his time in Montreal. And, um, you know, I think that's going to continue for uh, for some years down the road here. Well, you can't you can't say no to a guy that worked his way up from waiver claim to to heart trophy, right? To like he he he's won everything that's ever had to be but he's he's a guy that commands respect, right? Like he doesn't demand it from you. Everyone kind of just stands at attention when Martin Saint-Louis talks, right? Absolutely, yeah. Like as you mentioned, um, you know, just the the path that he's uh, mm -hmm. had to the NHL and had to um, you know, uh, throughout his career is uh you know, it's, it's very impressive and, and guys definitely respect him for that. And, um, you know, as, as a coach, um, none of that respect is lost. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, he's definitely a guy that, uh, that the players respect and, and are willing to, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> willing to, uh, you know, to. <laughs> to play hard for and, and, uh, like you said, just run through a wall for us. So, Jeez. um, it's yeah. it's it's always fun to see, especially with him. You know, you can tell he's developing too. So it's always fun to have a little bit of a different coach involved with it. You know, not not a recycled coach. But that's not what we're going to talk about now. First thing I do need to do is that I always forget because I'm a million years old. YouTube and the internets did not exist when I was younger. So you got to like the stream. You got to subscribe, or else Steve Dangle is going to stop paying my electricity bill. Okay, so make sure to like and subscribe to the stream. And we have a question here from Daffy Productions who asks what song do you listen to to get pumped up to get jacked up are you are you are you a guy who has the uh i was gonna say the the ipod but that's not a thing anymore but are you listening <laughs> to your own music or are you listening to the locker room music um generally i listen to uh the locker room music uh and i'm not too picky like you don't care right? Eh? yeah you're not one of those that obsesses yeah. over the music yeah, no, I'm, I usually just like uh you know as long as there's a good mix of you know maybe what everybody likes i i'm not too picky um you know i can usually get uh dialed in and, and pumped up to to pretty much anything so um yeah i've never been uh a guy who listens to one particular song before a game to uh, to get fired up james asks and this is a good one um what do you think your greatest strength is because because when i look at you owen it's kind of a well-rounded skill set i don't really see weaknesses but what would be your greatest strength and what in opposite what do you need to work on to make it successful in the nhl um yeah i'd say uh i'd say my hockey iq and my 200 foot game would be uh my yeah. greatest strength that uh you know that has gotten me to where i am at this point and my uh in my career and i think that uh you know like you said my my skill set's pretty well rounded so i think just everything as a whole needs to you know get elevated to that next level in order to uh um to be a full-time player in the nhl so let's, oh, and we have a question from Kay here, which we'll get into in just one moment. What's your mentality like going into next year? Because let's be honest, the Mississauga Steelheads wouldn't have traded you if they, well, maybe not, but I'm assuming if they knew 100% you're back next year. There's that other side of it, Owen. By them trading you, 
they're more or less saying like, we, we think you might have a chance to make the NHL. So let's say everything goes well. We're not overlooking Peterborough, but everything goes well there. What kind of mindset do you have coming to Montreal Canadiens camp next year? Um, yeah, I mean, I think the mindset would just be that, uh, you know, I can, I can definitely belong, uh, in Montreal and, um, and hold a spot for, for the regular season. And, um, you know, I think just, uh, you know, trying to, uh, work my way into, uh, <clears throat> into uh, some kind of role with the Habs would be, uh, you know, just my mindset going in. Um, you know, I really want to, uh, you know, make that dream of mine, um, a full-time reality. And, um, I just, I, don't think I can, you know, discredit, <clears throat> discredit myself going in, um, and, uh, you know, not, uh, and, and not counting myself out, I suppose, um, you know, as, as a guy who, uh, technically has, you know, another year of uh, eligibility yeah. in the OHL. Well, that's right. You can never overlook it. And actually I have a question about if you do come back, but in the meantime, they, cause the other day we started naming every Habs player and what dog they would be. And, and for some reason the fans really love that. So if you were a dog Owen, what kind of dog would you, would you be? <laughs> would you be, there's poodle, there, um, there's, there's Husky, there, there's Rottweiler. There's, there's a lot yeah, of dogs out there. What kind of dog would you be? I would probably say, um, <clears throat> probably like something like a black lab or something. Yeah. Um, just you know, my, I have a I have a dog who's a mix between like a black lab and a border collie, and um, you know she's very kind of uh, tame, I suppose. Um, you know, I think uh, you know I'm, I'm a pretty calm individual, and um, you know don't get uh, too riled up too often. So you know, I think uh, you know I guess we we used the word stoic earlier for yeah. to describe Nick's, and I'd say you know I'm probably pretty similar, um, you know, personality wise. So um, that would probably you know, be my answer. I'd probably say something like a lab. Yeah. And, and you play well with kids too. So it works out just like the, just like the lab, you know, <laughs> you're great with kids. Um, okay. Yeah. This is a good one from Hugh McGuire because, you know, since the Canadians have kind of changed everything up, they brought him Adam Nicholas, who by the way, had great things to say to you when I, when I caught up to him after dev camp, um, you know, there's been, obviously there's Francis Bouillon, Rob Ramage, there's a lot of guys involved in development. So how often do the Habs interact with you during your season? Like, like, are you getting emails or getting calls? How does that work? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, quite often getting calls from, from player development staff. Um, <clears throat> you know, I talked to Rob Ramage, uh, less than a week ago, I'd say, oh. um, I, uh, I spoke with uh, Nick Carrier, who came to one of my games, uh, actually our game against uh, Windsor this this past Thursday, and um, so I've, I've spoken with him. Um, Adam Nicholas sends me a lot of uh, video work, and um, we jump on a call here and there, and uh, we talk about um, you know my game. Uh, we we talk about other people's games and things I can take from from that and and implement it into my game and all that. And they're you know they're just really invested into their uh, into their prospects and um, you know trying to um help them out as much as they can to uh, to make it to the next level who talks more me or adam <laughs> i gotta give it to adam he's uh probably <laughs> yes. got the most energy in the person that i've ever seen but so. but he he says stuff when he talks that's the difference between him and i right like like i, I have you ever i sometimes have to stop when i'm listening and kind of process what he's saying but man he has just such a great hockey mind for what needs to be done right like like it's pretty easy to kind of understand what he's saying, right? It seems complicated on the surface, but it gets through to players. Yeah, no, his, his hockey mind is incredible. It's uh, definitely one of the better ones, uh, you know, I've ran into. And um, I've learned a lot from, uh, you know, from my time at, at camp with uh, with Montreal and, and my time on the ice with uh, 
with Adam and and you know as I mentioned uh, watching video with him I, I take a lot out of that stuff and uh, you know try and implement it in my game so um, you know he's he's definitely been able to help me a lot uh, over this season. It's such a for those that have followed the Canes for a while it's such a reversal for the Canadians to be doing this and it's so, such an, you know it's so encouraging. Okay there's one thing I want to ask about last year what how scary is Arbor Jack guy because I swear this guy could okay first of all he's really nice I mean you met him in Buffalo this guy is like a gentle giant in person but man he's scary on the ice isn't he yeah he's he's like the living embodiment of a guy you love to play with but the but a guy you hate to play against right um yeah I think you know they Hamilton picked up him and McTavish at the deadline and I <laughs> would argue that uh you know he was the bigger piece for that team uh in the long run and he was great for um him. yeah so, oh he was amazing yeah no I, like everybody hated to play against him um i've i've never seen a guy um you know have as much of a presence on the ice as, as he does you know everybody keeps their head up and um keeps their head on a, a bit more of a, of a swivel when he's on the ice because uh you never know when he's gonna um catch a hold of you and uh and make you pay so um right. and, he was and just steal your soul he's just gonna steal your soul yeah, on the exactly. ice and there's nothing you can do yeah. about it yeah Rink and, up and one. along with that go ahead you sorry. can play the game as well well that's the other yeah, part along... i mean i was actually talking to your agent about it and i was saying there's some good this is right at the start of the year and there's some good stories there was you and there was arbor and i was telling him like i feel like an idiot because i'll be honest Owen. i said hey man this guy is not gonna make it in the nhl i, I I was wrong. Surprise, surprise. I, I was. It wasn't that I doubted him. It's just I, I didn't think he had that skill set beyond the fighting. But Arbor Jacki can play some solid hockey. Like I mean, it's yeah. great. It's great that we all got it wrong. But this is a guy that I almost want him to fight a little bit less because of his hockey skills. Like <laughs> like you've seen him, you know, play solid hockey, right? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I well, you know, like we were talking about, I played against him, and um, was he well, dirty? He was he was dirty when you were playing? Like, was he giving you the lumber? <laughs> <laughs> um, a little bit, you know. I was part of his game, and uh, you know, it worked. It definitely intimidated the opponent, but uh, he was actually one that uh, put my team out of the playoffs last year. We uh, we took them to overtime in Game Four, and um, you know, with uh, I think less than a minute into overtime, he uh, he ended it and and uh, sent us packing. So, did he bring that you know, up at was, uh, uh, in Buffalo? Uh, we've definitely spoke about it. Uh, yeah. At one point, I it was probably in camp. Yeah, because he would have been hurt when I uh, when I got called up. But uh, or no, he he would have been still playing. Um. So yeah, it was it was one of the times we've talked about it. Um. And he's he's definitely mentioned it. And you know, um, had his bragging rights. So, <laughs> right. And um, what are you gonna do? You know, even if a, he doesn't deserve the bragging rights, what are you gonna do with Arbor? Oh, Jack exactly. Here? Right. And <laughs> I, yeah, I'm just happy that I'm on his side now. So yeah, right. That's, uh, yeah, really for me. For those that weren't paying attention in Buffalo, I think he kind of announced himself to the world with, and I mean, like, you don't want to see that happen, but when he stole Messi Cut's soul in Buffalo with that fight, geez, that was kind of him announcing, you know, like, I, I'm here to stay. And his, as good as your stories, man, Owen, I think Arbor's story, going undrafted and making your debut straight from the OHL to the NHL is almost unheard of as a defenseman. So a fantastic story with Arbor Jacki. Yeah. All right, um, Paper Dolls K is back. She wants to know, um, what is something you admire in the game of uh, one of the current Habs, so one of the current centers? So whether it's Nick Suzuki, you have Jake Evans, you have Dvorak, you have Duhuang, Kirby Doc was there at one point. What's something that you see in their skill set that you'd like to bring to your game or that you admire? Um, yeah, I think uh, my most comparable player on, or center on the Habs would be Nick Suzuki. Yeah, so, um, yeah big time. 
I'm really impressed by by his you know 200 foot game and and especially his hockey IQ. He's uh, you know such a smart player and, and plays a very simple game, but it works for him because he's he's so smart. So um, you know just uh, always making the right decisions and and uh, you know really you know watching to see what he does uh, you know night in and night out is uh, is something that I try and and take and you know um, you know use it to simplify my game and um, generally that uh, that works for the best for me. I find one of the biggest, the best comparables for him is not necessarily how he's scoring. Obviously, that's important, but the the stuff he does, the little stuff that doesn't show up in the on the scoreboard is stuff I see in your game as well. Just the right decision making and controlling the flow in the neutral zone, opening up passing lanes, you know, uh, creating time and space for his opponents. So that I really do like. Uh, you know, I really do like that comparison. Okay, Noah wants to know what career would you have pursued? Because you're a smart guy. You're a really smart guy. And, uh, you know, you're pretty good at hockey, but if not, what, what would you have been? What would have been a, like an ideal job for you? No, no sports, just a, a, a normal job. Yeah, I've, I've gotten this question quite a bit and there's never been one set answer, but <clears throat> I think it would be something along the lines of, you know, in the field of medicine. Um, okay. You know, I've thought of, um, you know, I've thought about uh, anesthesiology at one point. Hey, that's um, a good job. So, you get paid good money. There's not a lot of them and it's, it's a great job. Yeah. Yeah, great money. And actually, it all kind of stems back to uh, when I got my wisdom teeth removed. That was the first time I was ever actually put under anesthetic. And okay. I was uh, so fascinated by it that, uh, you know, I knew I wanted to go into something in, in medicine. And, you know, I kind of, uh, you know, that that experience kind of, uh, you know, pushed me in the direction towards anesthesiology. So I think that if, uh, if I wasn't playing hockey and, um, you know, wasn't trying to make a living out of it, uh, I would probably doing... Uh, I would probably be trying to, you know, pursue that. So you, so instead of making people happy at a rink, you'd be making people feel all feel really good about themselves right before they knock conk out and uh, go under surgery. Okay, um, let's talk about that draft because there was talk about you maybe going in the first, and then when Toronto lined up, because let's be honest, and we can admit it now, it's public. Toronto showed a lot of interest in you. You're an Ontario native, um, and they had that draft rate, the pick rate about where you were available. So. Let's relive that real quick. How did you feel that you had to wait for a whole extra day, even though you were the first on day two? And how did it feel to not go there? What was it, 26 or whatnot? Yeah, um, I remember it, uh, you know, it was, um, I, I think when that pick came up, everybody in my family kind of was holding their breath. Right. Um, Your father you know, was, I, a Le is, was a Leafs fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was, uh, he was a very big Leafs fan from the time he was a kid. And um, <clears throat> yeah, so he was definitely... Uh, holding his breath but uh you know that uh that passed up and I believe they uh they traded away that pick mm -hmm. um it was to make cap space and, i think uh, for like uh it was peter morazic it was to make cap space yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so um <laughs> yeah they traded that pick away and then uh <clears throat> you know i i think after that there wasn't too much hope for me in the first round just based on what teams had picks and what kind of uh um you know what kind of interviews and interest they showed mm -hmm. um so yeah, it was uh, it's on in the next day, and because um, you have to sleep you know, on it, a... then right, like that whole night where yeah, you just kind of uh, like, oh man. Long... Yeah, no, I was I was looking at the draft order, and you know I wasn't sure where I was going to end up. Um, you know, as I mentioned earlier with uh, with Montreal's interview, I couldn't get a read on whether or not they had interest in me. Um, 
And so, yeah, I was, uh, I was kind of looking up and down. I'm like, I have no idea where I'm going to end up. Um, I think the Leafs next pick was 38. So I was thinking, you know, I probably won't get past there, but there are a couple other, you know, wild cards that could uh, swoop me up. And then, you know, I was um, <clears throat> still busy trying to get, you know, Wi-Fi on my phone from the Bell Center because uh, Rogers was shut down that day. And oh, um, yeah, there was no, know, oh, I remember that. We couldn't buy anything. Yeah. There wasn't, that was a chaotic yeah. day. Yeah. 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 And so, um, yeah, so I was sitting there trying to get Wi-Fi on my phone and uh, Montreal was up and kind of just you know i wanted to listen obviously so i <clears throat> passed my phone off to someone else and said hey can you deal with this and <laughs> next thing you know I, I hear you know from the mississauga steelheads uh owen beck and my brother was the first one to jump up and and go nuts and um and yeah I, everything after that kind of you know has slipped my mind and um <clears throat> you know i guess as they say the rest is history so yeah well um, it was meant to yeah, be it was meant uh, to be less it's not just the you you came up and you trained in montreal and i mean even on your way to the draft, wasn't there something like you were in a cab with your grandma or something and then you pulled out some French? Oh, yeah. Um, no, I was on, I think I was, we took an Uber to uh, to the Bell Center uh, okay. from our hotel on day one. And it was um, <clears throat> my myself, uh, my girlfriend, my brother, and my mom, I think. And mm -hmm. I don't think our Uber driver spoke any English, so I had to use what I remembered from uh, from my elementary school French immersion to uh, to tell us to to tell him where where we should be dropped off. So that's just perfect. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. No, yeah, it was meant to be. And I remember, yeah, I, rem I remember. There's so many little connections to to Montreal. Um, you know, before the draft, that kind of all lined up pretty well um like for example when i was in in high school in mississauga mm -hmm. um on doing online um <clears throat> i didn't want to graduate there because i didn't have any friends because i was all online and um because of covid and and so i graduated from my home school uh out of coburg and um, i had never met the principal of the school because it had changed since i last been there um it's weird eh? and yeah. when i took I shook his hand. He said to me, I guess he knew that I was um, going to be drafted the very next week. And he said, he just said to me, go Habs, go. That's the only thing he said. Really? And, uh, and I was caught off guard by it. I was like, okay, I've, ne I've never talked to this guy in my life. And, uh, so yeah, he just said, go Habs, go. And then a week later, you know, I was uh, drafted by the Habs. So, um, the, the time traveler was, use, was... using his opportunity to, to spoil what you're going to be drafted for. <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I could go on and on about little coincidences i found um mm -hmm. relating myself in montreal and and the draft but uh you know i won't bother with we that. have a whole career to talk about that in the future okay james mahoney asked here and this is a good question because you know we talk about prospects and they're all you're all on the same team but you're all kind of competing with yourself with with each other do you pay attention to the centers in the system do you pay attention to how <laughs> they're doing or do you just kind of mind your own business and you know you'll prove your own thing when time comes um yeah no i kind of just focus on my own game um you know i've always you know I, i've played against a lot of um people that i know and you know we talk about uh each other's games after uh per se and uh they're always like you know how how'd you what'd you think of me and um i i have to tell them i honestly don't know because i don't watch other people when I play, <laughs> you're so. like sorry bud i just i don't watch your videos yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I, I just focus on myself, uh, especially when I'm in a, in a game. So, I mean, if I'm catching another game here and there and there's, you know, a Montreal game, uh, prospect playing, like tonight I watched uh, Mississauga and Ottawa and, and uh, Vinny Rohrer was playing for, uh, for did Ottawa. Did he have a good so, game? You know, I'll keep an eye on him. He did. I think he had uh, two assists, if I'm not wrong. Um, 
and uh yeah so i, I keep an eye on, on guys like that when when i watch them play and i'm not playing but mm -hmm. uh you know other than that i uh, usually just try and focus on myself so it's great news to hear that uh, Roar is doing well because there was that rough injury. But he's such a, a lot like you, smart smart player, right? And that's always good when yeah. you're, you're a center. Um, okay, who was the guy that in the Habs locker room that maybe intimidated you going in? Because there weren't a ton of veterans going in, right? You weren't dealing with Carey Price or Shea Weber. Was there anyone that you're kind of afraid to approach or anything like that? Or how was it when you when you first really kind of met up with some of the Habs? uh in camp do you mean or, or no no at the, uh, when you actually got called up um i guess it wasn't that long ago what it's been about three uh, weeks now yeah who like who greets you first obviously you went to the supper but like was there anyone that just kind of jumped up and said hi was there any kind of advice given by any of the current Habs players yeah it would have been it would have been suzuki that uh, sent me the initial text and inviting me to dinner and um you know i probably would have been uh would have been quite intimidated by a lot of the guys in that room just because, you know, I, I watched them a lot, uh, this season, um, you know, on TV and, and all that, but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, no, they were all, uh, very welcoming and, um, you know, that dinner kind of, uh, pushed all the nerves out of the way. And, um, you know, after that, I was kind of just, uh, felt, felt like a part of the team and, um, everybody, everybody in the locker room was so welcoming and, and super kind and, and just willing to help. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a really good experience and, uh, you know, they helped me out a lot. And, um, you know, I guess, uh, during the game, I, I played with the Vorak, uh, most of the night. And I, I think he would be, uh, the guy that helped me out the most on the ice in ter uh, in terms of systems and whatnot, just mm -hmm. making sure I, I knew what I was doing, you know, whenever, uh, we had a face off or whatever, but, um, yeah, so everybody was so, so helpful and, and very welcoming. So it was uh, really good. Okay, well, I guess your dad probably was okay with canceling that supper. And for those that don't know, Owen had to ditch his dad there. Uh, Dave, if you're watching, how's it going? To, to go to that supper, I need to know who paid for the supper. <laughs> um, with, with the Habs? Yeah, uh, tell like, me Nick picked all... up the check there. Because, yeah. I mean, listen, Nick's been picking up some big checks from the Habs. He can pick up a few of these. <laughs> yeah, who well, paid I'm for it? Come on. We got to know. Uh, it, was, it was Suzuki that uh, picked up the tab for us. Okay. Um, good uh, that's his captain, captain duty yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're gonna we're gonna uh, end this soon because i mean owen you've been great thank you for giving us all your time and everyone that's on the chat make sure to link and subscribe we had a question from twitter and they want to know you're obviously a pretty quick player how confident would you be in a race against your teammate jr avon Who, who's gonna win between you and jr uh if you ask me this when i just got to the team i'd be a little bit more confident, but just watching the way he can use his speed and no uh, and burn so many in this league, I think uh, I think he's got me there. If you could score on any goalie in the NHL historically, who would you who would you want to try to score on? Uh, that's a good question. Um, honestly, probably Carey Price. I think that'd be yeah. But he'd stone you. He he, well. he would. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, I, I think, yeah, him, him or maybe Lundqvist would, would be uh, the two from, <clears throat> you know, from my, um, I guess, childhood that uh, that I watched the most and Great or that were, I guess, the two biggest standouts um, from my from my childhood. So I think uh, one of those two would be, uh, you know, pretty cool to score on. And finally, if you could ideally play with any players, past or present, you know, we can go all the way back to Doug Gilmore, Howie Morenz if we want. Who would be the ideal lean lean mates, line mates that you would play with in the NHL? 
Uh, <clears throat> does it have to be wingers or can it be? You, you can have Mario on, on your wing well. if you want, you know, like, yeah, yeah, you could put centers on the yeah, wing. That's here's fine. The, here's the guy I was thinking about. It I was? Mean, yeah. I, I think it'd be hard to argue against like uh, Gretzky and Lemieux or. Gretzky back uh, Lemieux. Perfect line right there. Yeah, but but, or, but uh, Mario has to take care of the defensive stuff, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna wrap this up right now. But we did want to thank you, honestly, Owen. We really appreciate it, and obviously, everyone's watching your career with interest. Um, you're going lining up for a uh, playoff run with a Pete. So tell me how that's going before we get going. Obviously, you know, it took a little time to get adjusted now, but it seems like you guys are in a pretty good uh, state of mind recently. I think it's three wins in a row now. Offense is picking up. How's it going with the Pete? Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it, we were definitely off to a slow start after the uh, trade deadline. You know, I think we had uh, we, we have a, a lot of really talented players. And, um, you know, I think to for everybody to gel and, and get comfortable playing with each other uh, took a little bit of time, but, uh, you know, we've kind of settled in with, uh, uh, some set lines now and, um, you know, we're getting a little bit more chemistry and, um, yeah, we're actually on uh, a four game, uh, winning streak now. So, um, I think that's, uh, it, things are turning around for us and, uh, you know, hopefully it's, uh, it's going to continue, uh, into March here and, and keep rolling into playoffs. So that would, uh, that would be ideal. And, um, if that's the case, then, uh, you know, things, things will be looking good. How long until Port Hope becomes a Habs town? Because I, I know that's deep in Leafs territory, man. Like, that's that's like, it's blue territory for a long time. But how long till Port Hope turns red? Well, I'm I'm hearing a lot of people uh, uh, who, have, who know my name now. So, I mean. Um, <laughs> yeah, do you get, like, stopped when you go around town? Uh, I haven't actually been back for enough time yet to to fully experience it but you know I, i'll see when i get on the golf course and whatnot uh this summer what what that what that's like and um you know i'll uh i'll make sure to let you know perfect well listen we'd love to have you back but in the meantime good luck on the season uh you know great things are gonna happen obviously habs fans are really excited you're so young and so talented there's still so much ahead of you so we appreciate you taking time on the pro on our podcast and also to everyone watching again this is the third time i mention it so i don't have to mention it for three weeks anymore uh you gotta like and subscribe um because that's what the youtube overlords tell me to do but in the meantime we'll be back on i believe tuesday is our late game we have matt uh matt drake and then patrick bexel so our european prospect expert we're going to talk about prospects over there and we would like to thank you owen for taking the time to join us honestly we really appreciate it yeah absolutely my pleasure all right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone in the chat. We appreciate all of you. Honestly, house fans are amazing, and they make this fun. So we really do appreciate all of you, and we will see you next time.